This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For the third time, I find myself repeating this intro. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in. And technology just hates me. I am your priest. This is your Sunday sermon. And singing the theme tune, Mr. Nathan Edge and Mr. Clive Parkin. Take it away, fellas. <laughs> That's definitely better than what it was before, uh, but there you go. Um, hopefully you guys <laughs> out there can, can hear us. Uh, unfortunately, I've not got the music to play through because that seems to be what's causing the, uh, uh, the issue. Let's get my friends Nathan and Clive on the screen as well. It's to get rid of me. Uh, if you can hear us all right on the live stream, say hello. Come and say hello. Um, it's a very weird feeling not being able to hear the microphone back through my headphones. Um, I can only hear Nathan and, and Clive through it. We are sorting it. As you guys <laughs> who have been with us for a few weeks know, We've been having a few issues with our streaming software this series for whatever reason, but we thought a week ago we'd found a solution and then uh, it appears that Nathan's come back with his COVID and infected (laughs) my mixing desk. Nathan, uh, whilst I do the shearing thing and test out how this sounds, there might be a little bit of um, feedback, so I want to see how it sounds through my headphones. I've not got the headphones to plug in. Uh, How are you feeling, by the way? Are you you well? Yeah, I'm I'm slowly getting there, so... um... I might occasionally fade my mic down because I might be start to go and have a, a coughing fit. So uh, I apologise if, if I have to go and do that. But uh, yeah, so I've had a, had a rough few days, but I'm I'm getting there now. So I've got a few days less of, left of isolation. Uh, but today feels like I'm on I'm on a holiday. I've I've moved into a, a new room that I've not been in for six days. So um, I've only had the spare room and the, and the bathroom. So I'm trying to stay away from, from Oliver and Emma at the moment. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel this, oh, it feels like uh, I'm, I'm almost free. Almost free. Um, but obviously, you know, not Ooh. quite yet, but one <laughs> thing which would have, um, you know, no doubt cheered you up Nath yesterday was, uh, was the result, albeit obviously, you know, you're having to listen through, uh, I follow, which I gather was about as crap as this sound wise for, for a little bit. <laughs> There's something about technology. I think at the moment, um, I'll have a chat with, with Clive before we came on. I think Cynical Clive might be might be getting at something here. He reckons that now we're all going back to normal. The the uh, technology uh, firms are, 
uh, making it all worse again because we're all relying on it and making us pay for it. But um, but no, I, I felt it took a while to get going and I was worried about that. And at some point I listened to the away, away one, who I'm sure were the Welsh Chuckle Brothers. It was, you know, I just, <laughs> so, I, Jamie Maguire, love him, but not as a co-commentator. But um, all in all, <laughs> put all that to one side, the three points made it, made it all feel a lot better and all worth it in the end. Absolutely. And Clive, you know, you were there and, uh, you know, sat a couple of rows in front of me as, as normal. It was a decent performance from Mansfield, improved from uh, last week in terms of our counter-attacking play. Um, that's got to be a pleasing factor, hasn't it? As always at home as well. Um, now that the, the sound's working and you can see us and you can hear us, get involved in the comments and please save my Sunday. Um, it was good to, to see us perform and, and be better on the counter yesterday, Clive. There was a lot of good things happened yesterday. Um, the result, obviously, is the most important thing. But we uh, we played really well in uh, in phases. Um, we made a couple of silly mistakes, one of which resulted in in their goal. But to put that aside, there was there was progress from the previous game, and I think um, uh, Clough has said the, exactly the same thing that we've got maximum points without actually reaching anywhere near the best uh, levels of play that we've got in the locker. So that's good news in that respect. Um, but you know, I enjoy going to the football, and sometimes it's it's a strange enjoyment because you come away feeling rotten, but you've enjoyed the process. Yesterday, um, you know, I enjoyed both the uh, the process and the result. What was it like from your perspective yesterday, Nate, having to listen to it at home and not being able to be at the be at the ground? Were you frustrated because of the the amount of chances it sounded like we were creating? Um, yeah, I'd I'd say. I'd say that was certainly the case. I mean, obviously, it's good we we're still we're creating chances. Obviously, um, th- th- I'm still a bit worried about our defence. You know, I think uh, every game so far, you know, we we were, we were probably more solid against um, Bristol Rovers. Um, not saying not saying we gave a lot away against Newport, but obviously their goal was through a, a mistake. You know, that kicked straight down the field very route one, very easy for them to go and get a goal like that. Uh, so that's disappointing and that needs sorting out, um, you know, because we, we are going to come up against, uh, you know, I think Newport will be up there, but we are going to come up against other you know, teams that are going to punish punish us more, <laughs> a bit like uh, Preston, Preston did in the uh, in, in the Cup. So, um, yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of positives, and but there, there are clearly some things there that you say, We've got to work on, but that you kind of expect that at this point in the season as well. Every every team will be getting the same, having the same uh, realizations as the season gets going. Jamie in the comments, Clive says that we still need a, another centre half. Very poor goal to give away, and it was as well. Nigel Clough wasn't entirely best pleased with the with the manner in which we conceded that goal, and it had sort of <coughs> been a little bit of a hangover from the Tuesday Preston game as well. I think we've got to work very very quickly on making sure that those sorts of errors are eradicated. Yeah, it was a daft goal, wasn't it? I mean, it was just a punt from their keeper that bounced over everybody. Um, you know, the, the backbone of our side has got to be from the back, Bishop, uh, Perch, Quinn, that, that, that line through the middle. And uh, Perch, who's Mr. Reliable, as far as I can see, didn't do his job. Uh, and obviously, uh, Fez was found wanting when the ball bounced over his head. And at the same time, I don't think Bishop was communicating as well as he could or should have been doing with his back line. So it happened. These things will happen. Um, but, you know, to go back on what you've just said, um, these are a good side. Newport are going to be up there. They've got, um, they've got a team that's been slowly built over a couple of seasons now. 
They've got some really good players. They play with a full width of the pitch. They got in uh, Timmy Abraham, a really good player in my opinion. He's the brother of of Tammy from Chelsea, um, who was Roma bound by all accounts. And uh, they had talented players. And I think on another day, they might have wiped the floor with another team. But So we should take the, the credit for actually controlling them and, and uh, snatching a win. Uh, Mark in the comments says, great result yesterday up the stags. Callum says, isn't technology good when it works? Yeah, it's, it's working for you guys. I mean, I'm still frustrated with it because I like to play and not being able to play the music and I won't be able to play uh, Nigel Clough and Ali Clark's post-match reaction, which is a bit frustrating, but we're getting there. Um, but he also says, I think I need to remind myself that uh, at points yesterday that we are only still two games into the season. Plenty of things to work on, but have trust that Clough will fix the problems. Um, it is that area in central defence, Nath, where um, things need to be need to be looked at. We've still got the number five shirt available. Um, we mentioned it weeks and weeks ago about you know missing out on Tom Naylor, but as the transfer window, the closure of the transfer window creeps ever closer, my eye is always on social media at the minute of looking towards signing imminent because for me, if we fail to make a centre half signing. Um, this transfer window, albeit an experienced one or um, a youngster is that bit of added competition and um, cover, I don't think we'll be able to sustain where we are um, and the start we've had, albeit two games in, because we are so susceptible to mistakes and it will only take a good team to exploit us and find a way through us where it will all come undone. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Um, Yeah, we're we're kind of getting away with it at the moment, but the, the more we make those mistakes, obviously, um, you know, you, you're obviously much harder to scout pre-season when you're uh, coming up to, to the season starting. But now they're, they're going to be watching previous matches and they're going to look at your weaknesses and uh, teams are going to try and play on that. So we've got that to come a little bit more. Uh, we've also got to take into consideration that we are, you know, we're basically a squad of you know, pretty much fully fit, especially in the the defence area so we've also got suspensions and injuries to, to consider so um, you know it, it's only it can only get really weakened if we don't bring anybody in so I think it it does have to be a, a big priority over the next couple of weeks to try and get somebody uh, you know through the door um, like I say the problem is the longer you leave it the more desperate it's going to be yeah, and I think that's the the key issue, isn't it? it it's about um, them coming in and being able to gel as well. I mean, for me, I think it has so, to potentially, um, hopefully potentially be, oh, sure um, be this week. I think it, we've got to look at um, getting somebody in whilst we've you know potentially got a couple of away <laughs> games, get them to bond with the squad on those journeys. Um, and then, of course, we've got the end of the month where we've got the uh, the game with Harrogate in the uh, in the Papa John's Trophy, which is a good opportunity for them to get some minutes and to, uh, without it really mattering in terms of, you know, the league standing and things like that. We've certainly got to... Uh, um, to look at that performance wise let us know your thoughts in the comments love to hear your thoughts um, as always um, Paul's been in touch and says I've been to the open day at the RH Academy today got to say Nigel Clough is a lovely down to earth gentleman he made a lot of time for the fans and met his dog Bobby also 
On yesterday's attendance, I was very shocked at how many Newport brought to the one call, but great result and great save by Bishop in the second half, which kept Mansfield in the game. Yeah, that's something which um, <coughs> would perhaps be overlooked a little bit, Clive, isn't it? You know, because we, we put in such a good performance counter-attacking wise, um, the goalkeepers very rarely get the praise they, uh, they deserve. But Nathan Bishop yesterday, second half especially, when they were starting to pile on the pressure, uh, made an absolutely tremendous save. He did, and that's what we want him to do because every now and again he's going to have to. Um, we'll put we'll chalk that one up against the gaff for the previous game, but the, uh, the the lad certainly got confidence to catch a ball, which is something we weren't getting from the, the previous uh, custodians, to use someone else's word. I think the uh, uh, I have no 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 lack of confidence in the goalkeeping department there, providing we can hang on to him throughout the season, um, and he doesn't get injured. And as you've said, and we've all said several times, and, and Clough himself has said, we just need someone else in that back line to give us the strength that we're missing and to, the cover that we're going to need during the season because at the moment, Perch is playing in the position and doing a good job, but he can't necessarily be there all season long. Um, Jamie Hewitt's out, sl- out injured at the moment. When he comes back in, that gives us another option, although he tends to be... Uh, 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 he doesn't tend to be a central defender in my book, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the keepers did the keeper did what he's paid to do, and uh, and I, I was pleased to see him make a save. And it's it's good for a keeper to make a save. You know, get one of those under your belt, you feel so much better as a, as a player. Yeah, very refreshing as well to to have that that belief and, and that thing behind you without being too disrespectful to previous keepers, Nath. You know, that's the key to success, isn't it? Sometimes everything starts from the back. I mean, we, we go back to the era of, of Dave and being galvanised um, and we all and we always remember how much of uh, a positive thing it was when we had Bobby Eleshnik between the sticks as well and um, and having that, uh, that confidence in him, and I think it's that trust, isn't it, which needs to be built up between goalkeeper and defenders. Yes, we had the error against Preston in midweek, but as long as they know that they can rely on him when they do make those errors, then that can only bode well for going forward and being really difficult, a really difficult side to break down. Yeah, I mean, the more he comes out and makes these, uh, you know, makes the catch, catches from crosses and corners and collects them and takes that pressure off, and the more he makes those. Uh, important saves, uh, and, and like I say, the more he digs us out of those um, situations when we have made a mistake, then more that they, they are going to sort of trust him. Uh, and I think as a defensive unit, we'll have a bit more togetherness about us, which is only going to is, is only going to help. So uh, yeah, I think I think that I do think it'll improve over time. So I think Bishop is going to be a good enough keeper to you know to help that. I just think we need a bit of better you know, a bit of better quality and ability to add into the mix as well. Talking of quality and ability in the mix, um, let's uh, look at what Jamie's uh, had to say. He says, uh, what about sending a couple of players out on loan, i.e. Knowles, and hopefully release uh, some funds for a decent centre-half? I think that's a a critical one, isn't it, Clive, at at this point? We've got non-league starting up um, in a a couple of weeks' time. Um, Other leagues are starting back up now as well. I would personally look at what, what the strike force we have um, and would probably look to release one or two of those players to get them some experience on the condition that they are, you know, regular starters for for those teams. Because, yes, it will release ones, but it will also develop those players. Because when you've got, you know, the likes of Danny Johnson, Reese Oates, um, Ollie Hawkins, George Lapsley, Jordan Bowery, Tyree Sinclair, all ahead of players like Knowles and, and Kane, it's no use to their development, is it, by sitting them on the bench and sitting them in the in the under twenty threes? 
just get them out and get them that experience and you know free up some some money and, and bring some revenue in as well yeah I think it's good for the players I'm not so sure we need the money I think the money's there for this player when we find him um, but you're right I mean any any income from loans is, is going to be very valuable as we go through the season oh by the way um, Paul's just commented that it's Elliot Hewitt and not Jamie but what he's failing to take into account is my incredible age and I'm, um, I, str- I struggle to remember surnames as well as first names so you're going to have to forgive me fellas I don't know if you meant James Clark, Elliot Hewitt, Jamie, Jamie Clark. I think you were thinking like a bit of a hybrid of... of Jamie Maguire. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, I mean, you, I think Nathan's probably to blame there. You did say sort of Jamie, you were talking about Jamie Maguire in the, com, in the commentary. Uh, I could have been thinking of Jamie Redknapp. You never know, do you? I mean, the the, the point is, I'm at, at one of those embarrassing ages in life where you, can, you don't remember what you've had for breakfast. So please forgive me if I get things wrong. Um, but isn't it refreshing to have an old git on this panel? Um you know, because a lot of the people I stand or sit with at the football game are, are my age. So anyway, moving back to the question, I think, uh, yeah, get these players out alone. I, I think, you know, and, and, and certainly we have, you know, in those young players, potential that's not been realised. And it may never get realised unless they go out and make it make a name for themselves somewhere else. The Knott's journey didn't work last year f- for him, did it, um, really? Um, so it's a matter of finding the right place. I think that's why it has to be a stipulation of, uh, you know, they've got to play senior first team football. I think that's definitely a discussion, though, for for the midweek pod. Let's delve back into why we're here. Of course, the Sunday sermon going over all things uh, Mansfield Town and all things previous game. Newport County, of course, beaten by two goals to one at the hands of the Stags at the one call yesterday. And one person who was imperative uh, in that victory for me, Nath, was that of George Maris. I don't know if that's something you might have picked up from from the commentary but for me he was absolutely excellent yesterday I reckoned him to a coin pusher earlier yeah I'd, I'd say he was um, your contender for, for man of the match to be fair uh, obviously got the goal um, which had its uh, slice of fortune <coughs> with it um, but I think aside from from that his overall play uh, it seemed to be a lot of you know a lot of the turnover of play from you know when Newport did have the ball in sort of an hour off and they were were was sort of pressing on. It seemed to be when it was turned over back to us, he was the the, the one that was, um, you know, either winning the ball back or playing the sort of key pass forward to relieve that pressure. So uh, I did think he had a, a very, very good game. I was very surprised, Clive, that he wasn't given man of the match. I thought Ollie Clark had a decent performance, but for me, Maris was pretty much the, the linchpin for everything we were doing. Definitely. Jamie Maris was my man of the match. <laughs> 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 do you want to tell him Nate or I think that was a deliberate <laughs> gag I think it was a deliberate that was, that was gag definitely I'd like to say it was a deliberate gag you'll never know <laughs> I think we know I think we know I think we do know Oh dear. Yes, I, I think he had a very good performance yesterday. I think it was highlighted in his goal as well. It, you know, he was ratting around that midfield, did really well to win the ball back, open up some space for him. And I think also, uh, Clive, uh, the fact that Nigel Clough has given room and, and, and licence to get shots away says a lot about how he wants to play. He doesn't want to try and be intricate and work it into the box and try and tap it over the line and, and that things. If space opens up, have a go, have an effort. Absolutely. And if you shoot and then under the strangest circumstances, you score. I mean, no one expected that uh, that first goal of ours to go in, um, but it did. And we'll take it. And the second goal, of course, was a, a net breaker. So, uh, you know, shoot, you've got a chance. Don't shoot, you've no chance. 
But uh, going back to, to Maris, I mean, he, his work rate was incredible. Uh, and I've been fairly critical of him in previous occasions for being a little bit anonymous. But yesterday he was on the ball, he was there. I think one of Maris's issues, Nath, has been the fact that when he first came to us, he was definitely more of a player that would play the top of a diamond, you know, the centre attacking midfield role, maybe even pushing out wide or even going up front as an extra striker. Since Nigel Clough has come in, in particular, you know, he's tinkered with a lot of things, but one thing which has been um, very much tinkered with is George Maris's position and now plays the bottom of that diamond in more of a defensive role. And actually... If the technology was working and if, if all of this was were, was working and I was able to play the clips, one thing Nigel Clough would did say in his post-match interview is that um, Maris is our most creative player. Yeah, uh, so and usually you, you think your, your most creative player would be would be higher up the pitch. But, um, you know, it's, I think I remember when he signed, when we signed him from Cambridge and a lot of the Cambridge fans were saying, um, he'd been playing this sort of deeper role for them, but they preferred him higher up the pitch. Um, and I remember us saying, hopefully he's going to be put in this best position, or what we thought was his best position, uh, sort of at the top of that diamond, uh, you know, more more attacking wise. But but actually, I think the more he's played in this uh, sort of uh, deeper role, I, think, I actually think the better he's been. And you know, because his work rate is important. You know, his work rate is really important in that position. You have to have somebody else a workhorse to to put in the in the yards but he also gets that bit of space and then he gets us gets us going and like I said earlier it's that turnover a possession he he was a man that a lot of the time was getting the ball and he was making the right passes to get us going so um you know I, I it, it seems to be it seems to be really settling into that into that position yeah and I, I think one thing about that as well I think like you say he's definitely settling into that position he really gives us that output and um that that option to, to play through the midfield and to, to, to try and do that um, and, and really brings out the best in, in other players as well when he's absolutely on his game. Um, I think another player that was perhaps underrated yesterday, Clive, was that of Ollie Hawkins. You know, you look at his, his frame, don't you? And, you know, six foot seven, six foot eight, and everybody thinks, thinks um, that he'll be... Um, uh, everyone thinks that he will be one of those who... Um, uh, he's just a big lump, big target man, uh, but he's really articulate. Actually, he's really good with ball to feet. Yeah, he's a, he's a player that you don't actually appreciate until you've looked at him properly for a while. Um, I was guilty of thinking his work rate wasn't as good as it could have been, but on reflection, he, you know, he, he's there. He's, he's the target man, of course, because of his height. But he very rarely lost a ball when it got to him. And, and obviously the flick-ons were the, the obvious reason for, for pitch, pitching a ball in the air to him. Uh, and some of those are going to pay off. It's a question of whether the, the other strikers are on in tune to pick them up. But the uh, no, I think that the lad's co- totally committed to what we're trying to achieve. Uh, and, and, and providing the, his work rate remains the same as it seems to be, he'll, he'll profit from that and the team will. One thing that I found very interesting about Nigel Clough's comments is that he said, we don't want to always fall into that trap of playing it up high to to Ollie Hawkins. We want to try and find other ways to play. Uh, It's horses for courses at the end of the day. It depends on who you've got in your team and who they've got in their team. And that's the mark of a decent manager, knowing what uh, strategy to employ. Um, At times, we, we play incredibly well with the width 
Um, but on other occasions, we waste that effort. You know, we get to good positions and then the, the final ball is not up to standard. And, and you feel sorry for the striker who's waiting for that final ball. Um, and to have that, if we can improve on that, and we, then we've got some more direct approach football, which will pay off with a tall uh, striker. Um, I think that's the solution because then you can stretch any good defence all over the park. And that's something we have to do. We're going to come across teams that have got two central defenders that can stand there all day heading balls away. So we've got to find ways around the back of them or to compete with them in the air. So that's, that's the reason for this lad in the team. I think that's really changed our dynamic as well, Nate, as well, the the way our strike force has changed and what Nigel Clough has done in the summer transfer window. We'll come to more comments in a second, keep them coming in. Um, but you look at the, the way the front three, which we finished last season with, realistically, you know, Jordan Bowery, your friend Jamie Reid, who's now at Stevenage and George Lapsley. And you look at the, the front three, which we've played in the first two league games of Hawkins, Johnson and Oates. I think one thing which which I've certainly noticed and certainly picked up on um, as pre-season has gone on as, into the season is that this front three um, is very different to the front three because they're not trying to play on the front foot. They're not trying to be constantly in the final third. They're happy to come sit in midfield, to come and hold the ball up, to come and try and bring other people and other players into play. And I think that then opens up um, our midfield and, and gives the likes of Quinn, Clark, um, Maris the opportunity to really thrive and push forward like that. Again, I keep using the that um, uh, that thing of likening it to a, a coin pusher. It, it's a consistent thing of going back, pushing forward, going back, pushing forward. And those front three, Nath, coming forward and dropping and playing deeper really gives us a different dynamic in our play. Yeah, well... In the um, interview, obviously, unfortunately, we can't hear it. But if people go onto uh, onto iFollow and, and listen, or onto the uh, club networks, um, you know, Nigel Clough did say post match about, um, you know, we did it a couple of times, but he wants to see it more. But he's, you know, midfielders running beyond the forward players, uh, you know, bringing them into it. You know, we had Maris go through in the in the first half. Probably, I think it's first half. Probably should have scored, um, and that, that was an example of it. Um, and obviously we, we've got the goal from you know, Clark as well. So we did it. We've done it on a few occasions, but clearly Nigel Clough wants to see more of that. And he, he believes that we've got the forward players to, you know, to, to, to be able to do that as well. Um, and, and he also, you know, a couple of weeks ago said he wants to see more goals from midfield as well. So that, yeah, it seems to me he has made it that mission for the midfield midfielders to get more involved, get, get in that, get in the danger zone, get some more goals and, and, support the, the forwards with you know with both assists and, and, and goals. Jamie says that Hawkins is a better player than Bowery. Paul says Rizos is playing really, really well. And I, I completely agree with that, Clive. You know, George Lapsley is an absolutely talented uh, midfielder and uh, does offer us something really key in the game and was certainly one of our better players last season. But Reese Oates has come in. He knows that um, he's going to be battling for that position with Lapsley. And so far, he's hit the ground running. He's got a nice turn of pace to him, uh, can get into a wide position, get balls in the box. And, you know, it looks a really, really dangerous player. Yeah, I think his position is slightly further forward than Lapsley's natural position. I mean, Lapsley yeah. tends to take the ball with him, whereas um, Oates tends to be more, uh, uh, if you like, able to deal with the ball that's given to him. I think the uh, 
I'm going back to the point that Clough made about getting goals from midfield. There are goals in Clark, Quinn, Maris and Lapsley. Um, we, we, we should expect them to score this, this year. And that takes the pressure off the footward line because it doesn't really matter who scores in this league as long as we do. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be an interesting challenge between uh, Lapsley and Oates for, for, for minutes on the pitch. Yeah, getting the ball in the back of the net is certainly the, the key thing. Um, more comments coming in. Paul says the referee yesterday was an absolute joke, not fit to wear his shirt. Wasn't it was it? shocking. <laughs> it was absolutely shocking. Uh, Newport played really well, says Gary, and two or three times went close to scoring. We looked better with the ball than without. We were cut open a couple of times with them missing some good goal-scoring opportunities. Cracking result, but nervy last 10 minutes. Nigel has had his head in his hands on several uh, occasions. Uh, and Ryan says, I think... Nigel should give Sinclair a good chance and play him a lot more. He's a star to be. He will get his opportunity. It's very early in the season. And I think it'll be interesting to see, Nate, um, the team lineup come Tuesday night, of course, the trip to Colchester, the first away game um, of the season. They've had a bit of an indifferent start to the campaign um, so far um, with a draw and a defeat, um, sitting in 17th at the minute. But, you know, they'll be very eager to try, to try and push on um, and causes problems in ways which Newport and Bristol Rovers haven't yet uh, or didn't manage to do. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, the more we know this from last season, the more you, you go without winning, the, the more important each game comes to get that, just get that first win because you just want to get that off your shoulder. So uh, and it'll be no different for, for Colchester on, on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what we do do team team wise. But I don't know if you remember last year we had this we've had this conversation many a times and how many times do we sit here on that pre-match podcast uh, the, well, the warm-up podcast saying Nigel Clough has announced an unchanged 11 for tonight's fixture um, so I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see if we did go with the, with, with the same team but um, you know at the end of the day it's, it is early on um, and we've, you look at the bench at least now and you say it's a much stronger bench than last season. So if it is un- if it is unchanged, I'm not too concerned at this point. I think I think we're in a good position, both health of the squad and sort of the uh, the, the ability on the bench as well to come on and change it if needed. Uh, Tim says Oates has done really well. Lapsley is also good up front because he is direct. I think the passing between all the midfield is great, but sometimes we need to be a little bit more direct and we waste some midfield free kicks, taking a quick short one and it goes nowhere. Uh, Jamie says Colchester have signed uh, eight players uh, from Ipswich. And Joseph says hopefully a good game on Tuesday. Be great to carry on um, a start with a, with a few points um, in the bag. What are you... Um, Looking for team-wise on Tuesday night, Clive. I mean, it would be great to see us, um, you know, continue to name a, a sustained, stable lineup. But I think because the games are going to be coming thick and fast, you've got to add in the travel to that as well. Um, I think we, we've got the players in there that are going to be, you know, absolutely chomping at the bit to, to get game time. I thought on Tuesday against Preston that Ryan Sturk was excellent in the midfield I thought you know I'd like to see a little bit more of him um, as uh, as Joseph mentioned uh, not Joseph sorry um, has uh, who was it that mentioned Sinclair I apologise um, Ryan mentioned sorry um, that's you know Sinclair is there and be itching to sort of pick up from where he left off last season Lapsley will be eager for a game as well and Elliot Hewitt will be uh, keen to try and come back into the into the lineup um, lineup as well 
I just want us to win. So I'd want, I mean, I'm sure everybody does, but I just want us to capitalise on the excellent two-game start and pick up an away win. And if that means playing the same team, providing they all come through uh, post-match training and they're not carrying too much by way of knocks, I'd go for this, the, the team that uh, that Clough decides is the right one, which is likely to be the same team again. Uh, I take your point, but I think in August, we just have to throw everything we've got at it because you can buy a bit of relaxation once you've got a few points under your belt. You can try, start to change things a little bit then. But at the moment, I think the three more points is more important than giving some of the players who are frustrated at not getting pitch time, pitch time. Uh, Jamie says, I'd like to see Lapsley starting and Oates on the bench. Perch will be on the bench too with Elliot starting. Uh, I agree. I think something what Clive said in, in there, Nathy, is, is very, very true. Sometimes we forget that importance of having a good start and giving ourselves room to breathe. Because if you look back to, to last season, I know it's one which we're you know, trying to get rid of and trying to not remember, but the lessons are there to be learned. You, you have a bad start and all of a sudden, you know, you're struggling and that mindset takes a, a lot of work to get out of. We were very, very fortunate that we took our time in the recruitment of a new manager and got rid of one where it wasn't working and, and things like that. And then with the same players, drastically improved. But, um, you know, having that comfort after the first, what, four or five games of the season in the opening month of potentially going unbeaten and picking up, um, you know, three or four wins, one or two draws gives us that confidence in that camp to be able to have players being more hungry more and have more desire to come in and to, to knock on the gaffer's door and say, I want to be playing football. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously we've, we've gained two back-to-back uh, league wins is the best start we've had it since 1994. So um, that's already a, you know, a nice sort of... Um, yeah, little little stat for us to to be happy about. But that's only it's only two games. It's yeah, it's nothing sort of. Uh, yeah, but just remember that two very difficult games as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know there there is that to consider. Then you can say they're both at home. So and how often does that happen? So there's swings and roundabouts. But you, know, you can only go and beat who's out where you, you know beat who's in put in front of you and wherever you are. So uh, we should be happy that we've come out with six points from six. Uh, it's a great start to to the season. Um, four different goal scorers as well, so that's four players with their head held high, you know, going into 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 their games. So again, another big big bonus there. Um, and if we can make that three out of three, what a what a start that would be. The only the only issue you get if we can go sort of for five games or so unbeaten, you then get uh, raised expectation levels, don't you? So um, they, they'll have that to deal with. But I think more so than anything, it'll be the the confidence it gives them, which I think, uh, well, not just, I don't think it's just confidence. I think they, they do seem to be playing with confidence, but I think it's probably self-belief just to know that they, you know, maybe, maybe we are good enough to, uh, to, to, to be at the sort of top end of the table and compete there. Ryan says, I think Bradford next Saturday will be one of the hardest challenges uh, this season. Absolutely. Unfortunately, though, that's almost all we've got time for because we had so many tech problems um, before. We were due to start at six and ended up starting at about seven. Um, so uh, we are going to knock it on its head very, very shortly indeed because Nathan's got to go and... Um, like swab down everything sleep. he's touched and and, and, and sleep. Uh, Clive's got to get back to his life and so have I. I've got work in the morning as well. So um, get your comments in now for who you want to get that coveted tweet from Nathan Edge from, for Man of the Match uh, and we'll run through our suggestions in just a second as well. First though, without any of the music, which is very, very disappointing indeed, let's have a quick run through of yesterday's uh, Skybet League 2 uh, results <laughs> and of course the table after the first two games 
of um, that campaign. So let's have a little look at uh, where we are um, with that. Uh, Barrow were three-two winners over Hartlepool United after it being one all at half time. Uh, Bradford, who we play um, on Saturday, of course, the third consecutive Saturday home game at the One Course Stadium, were two-one winners over Oldham Athletic. Bristol Rovers uh, were beaten two-nil uh, at home by Stevenage. Colchester also, uh, who we play on Tuesday, were beaten one-nil at home to Northampton. So they'll be itching um, to set that right um, on Tuesday night. Uh, Leighton Orient were beaten three-nil. Uh, were winners three-nil. Sorry, over at home to Exeter <coughs> City. Port Vale and Tranmere a goalless draw, as was Rochdale and Scunthorpe and Salford and Sutton. Swindon beaten two-one at home to Carlisle and Warsaw beaten 3-1 at home to Forest Green Rovers, uh, who sit the, at the top of the Skybet League 2 table, only on goal difference at the moment. Um, they are uh, at the top. Stevenage in second um, after winning their opening two games. And then, of course, the Stags sitting in third at the moment. At the bottom, it's uh, Bristol Rovers and Warsaw um, who hover over the relegation places um, at the moment. Although, after two games, you can't really uh, take any of that into consideration at all. Uh, keep your suggestions coming in for Man of the Match. Um, we'll read those out in just a second. Uh, Nathan, I'm going to come to you for for your um, suggestions obviously unable to be at the game but um, relied heavily on iFollow by listening um, what, who did you think and uh, was, was your uh, man of the match yesterday um, I'm going to go for three players as, as contenders um, I'm going to say Nathan Bishop obviously made a very good save in that second half so you know sometimes we forget keepers you know, they don't get all the plaudits and that, that's basically the equivalent of, of scoring a goal so um, I thought again he had a, a a good game. I don't I personally don't think he was to blame for the for the goal we conceded. So no, um, not at all. No, so um, for me he, he you know he's certainly a contender. Uh, and the other two are the two goal scorers in Arlie Clark and um, Jamie no George Maris um, <laughs> for for obviously their, their their part they played. But as sort of mentioned earlier, you know Arlie Clark took his took his goal very well, and I, I thought he had a much better game against. Um, you know, on Saturday than he did against Bristol Rovers. I thought maybe the occasion got to him a little bit with that one, uh, but he did put in a much better performance this time round. But for me, George Maris just edged it with his not not just for his goal, but his uh, his overall play that like, like we said earlier. So for me, my vote is going to Mr. George Maris. So one go one vote for George Maris. Let's see where Clive's going to go with his. Uh, talk us through your nominations first, Clive, and then give us your uh, give us your overall man of the match. Well, it was between the three Jamies, Jamie Maris, Jamie Oates or Jamie Clark. <laughs> and I have to say that I've settled on Maris. So Jamie Maris or George Maris, which one are you yeah. going to give the vote to? Because it does, it does make a difference. It does make a oh, difference. Oh, it better be George then. <laughs> it better be George. Uh, so George Maris gets a second vote from Clive. Um, for me, um, again, I think there are three contenders. Honourable mention to Nathan Bishop um, did did well with, with the save and commanded his, his box very well again. Looks like we've got a good, confident goalkeeper uh, in him. Uh, but my three contenders, I thought uh, Steve McLaughlin was, uh, was, was decent at, at left back gave us um, an edge going forward down that left-hand side and um, putting some good challenges as well. Um, George Maris, 
again, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Um, his goal reflected the way he played yesterday, winning that tackle and creating that space. Uh, the other contender for me, um, I don't think either of you two mentioned him actually, um, was uh, was Ollie Hawkins, who I thought dropped really deep to create, showed he was articulate with ball at feet and uh, gave us that extra bit of an option. But I am going to go with you two and say that my man of the match um, to make it three votes um, is George Maris. Uh, let's have a little look in the comments as well. Uh, Ryan says George Maris for my man of the match yesterday. Gary Maris, uh, Jamie Maris, uh, Tim says Maris and Kathy, uh, no sorry, Tim says Macca and Kathy says George Maris. So there we go. I think Nathan Edge, you know what you've got to do. Yes, it's going to be uh, yeah, George Maris, I think, is, uh, with a couple of uh, special mentions there, which we know all, all the players, that's what they're waiting for on their Sunday evening with a tweet from me. Absolutely. And that's all you want that is all you want gentlemen uh, my thanks uh, to you for joining me and sticking with us during this technological uh, hell and to you guys uh, at home as well unfortunately there's no in outro music to play us out which is very very frustrating indeed uh, but I'll leave you with these words oh no I forgot to do one one feature of the show how silly of me this is uh, you know show two and I've already forgot <laughs> one feature what is this what show what, what is this show called Nathan Edge oh the Sunday Sermon and what do, what do we what do we get in sermons? Bored. Yeah, other than bored. Yeah, thanks for that, Clive. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never been, you, you did this last week, and I hello, is that Cam? Yeah, can you come back? <laughs> please, Cam. Please. It, it's not a confession, is it? What was it? Come on. A lesson. No, it sounds a like lesson. confession. A lesson. A lesson. Okay. We always have lessons at the end. So I'm going to ask you both what one lesson. The Mansfield Town, and do we as a collective take away from yesterday's game? I'll go to Clive first. What's your lesson? My lesson from yesterday is it doesn't matter how you win as long as you do. It's a good lesson, Nathan Edge. Don't catch COVID because it's, it's crap. Listen to it. Though. No, um, my <laughs> lesson is um, let's get a new centre half to replace Faz. Sorry to, to just get a new centre half. <laughs> He's got COVID. He's dealing. We can, we can, we can, we I'll, can I'll forgive him that one because he's poorly. <laughs> forgive him that one because he's poorly. Uh, lesson. My personal lesson is text a bitch. Um, <laughs> and the general lesson for the stakes is when the opposition have a goal kick, win your bloody headers. It's as simple as that. On to Tuesday night in Colchester. Uh, my thanks uh, for you guys for joining us and my thanks to everybody at home uh, for sticking with us. Uh, we've had a bit of a technological nightmare um, uh, today uh, with with the stream. We've had a, a nightmare with it in this series so far, but we are working so damn hard on getting it right. And hopefully by the time Thursday comes around, we will. Make sure you join us then for, the, for episode six of the Mansfield Matters podcast series five, where we'll be reflecting on the uh, Colchester game, looking ahead to the Bradford game and some much, much more in between as well. And then of course you can join us next Sunday Definitely at six o'clock because the tech will bloody work for the next Sunday sermon. From me, Craig Priest, from Nathan Edge, from Clive Parkin, thank you for watching and sticking with us. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because even if technology doesn't work, Mansfield always matters. See you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, 
When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.